If you haven't yet, be sure to check out part one of this episode with our guest Lizzie Pratt, available wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to How I See It with me, Mark Pratt, and Justin Sternberg. This is a podcast that works to counter cultural polarization through thoughtful conversations. I'm curious, Lizzie, in like some of these classes you've taken, is there any like mind blowing things that you've come across where you're like, I don't know, kind of, kind of like that kind of stuff, yeah. or um, maybe stuff that uh, is new understanding mm-hmm. about the brains that kind of sure. blows our minds? Is there anything that's kind of, kind of come up, or well, is it a yeah. ton of things and we don't have time <laughs> for it? <laughs> well, one thing I was thinking as you're talking is is I've actually really appreciated it. And part of this is probably because I go to a Christian school. Um, but in some of these classes, we've had the conversations of mm. monism and dualism. And okay, so here we are learning about the brain. Let's talk about the soul. And so there mm. are these, you know, classes of thought, which monism is like, there's no distinction between mind, soul, body, mm. all this stuff. But for dualism, and also this is probably where most Christians fall, is that there is a difference between our, you know, our body and then our Mm. mind or soul and even if you're not a christian you can still say you know we either have a soul or a mind and a lot of these conversations are come back to that question of can you separate them Mm. and if so like is this is it a physical entity that is still just contained in your body Mm. and so you know in one Mm. of my my capstone classes i just took is we've got we're just basically asking the hard questions in science and one of the, we spent days on this idea of dualism and if if we do believe that the soul and mind or soul and body are different can they be separated yeah. or you know how does that look mm-hmm. in in a christian worldview and so a lot of times there's still questions yeah questions we still don't have answers to like mm-hmm. physically literally but it is. It does come back to a mm-hmm. worldview and look at how how I see it. I guess yeah. of like how mm-hmm. do your soul and your mind interact and um, and your body and that kind of thing. Um, but beyond that, I mean, I think I've really just benefited from like the pathways learning. Like my my favorite class was neuroscience and literally just learning the distinct pathways of like mm-hmm. this part of the brain to this part of the brain to this part of the brain crosses over the brain here down this, you know, down the spinal cord here, whatever. Mm. And also just, uh, I mean, you've talked about this before, but the neuroplasticity of like the brains are just, you know, Mm -hmm. crazy. Like, like it's basically Mm. the new frontier Mm. of like what, what we don't know. We don't Mm -hmm. like, we pretty much know almost nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, in comparison to what we, what is to be known, but also we know way more than we used to. Um, and even just learning about like the different medications and how those impact, like, um, I talked with dad a little bit after the last podcast he did about this of like, we have these, you know, antidepressants, um, and you know, we know generally what they do, but in the past couple of years, we've been realizing that they actually don't work the way we, we think they would. And so we have this, you know, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors or SSRIs that, you know, they, they're supposed to do this and we think they do this, but they actually don't work like we thought they would time-wise. So maybe they're not doing what we think they're doing. Mm. So maybe we should figure out what they're actually doing before we give them to people. Right. So just like how much is fluid and dynamic and what we're learning and you know, how we're taking these really great steps, but also like, 
we don't really know exactly what we're doing yeah. all the time. So yeah, yeah, and that's what science is, right? It's like a mm-hmm. uh, hypothesis, and then testing that hypothesis, and then when you test it long enough, you're like, yeah, I think we got it. Mm-hmm. And but that the, but that never stops. The testing never stops if mm-hmm. you like move it into real world. Like right. you're saying, we, we've been using antidepressants for. I don't know, 70 years and mm-hmm. maybe long time, long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we're able mm-hmm. to start to see some more of that where science, so science can continue to learn from mm-hmm. that. And, and I you, do, yeah. you were talking about the timetable. How long does it take your, yeah. So, you know, traditional antidepressants take six to eight weeks to really start kicking in. Like you take them for that long and theoretically they should work on your neurotransmitters, like your serotonin and dopamine within hours to days. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And that's another interesting thing um, is mm. just the crossover of um, how interconnected your brain is. And so this semester I got to do some research with one of my professors and using an antidepressant um, on you know, potential PTSD uh, symptoms. And because they target similar parts of the brain, um, but different you know, have different influences or different like outcomes and effects, just how, because of how interconnected your brain is, how much I think in the future we'll learn is different things impact different parts of the brain mm-hmm. in ways that we didn't think they would. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were talking about earlier how you can, you know, take some parts out of the brain and you don't really see an effect, but other parts you do. It's interesting because I think in a lot of reading and learning I've done is that it really does affect something yeah even if we don't know sure if you don't know right now what it is or you know it doesn't have a great impact on someone's day-to-day like it's it's more there than i think yeah we think so we may not always see it but there's something that's being impacted in such a way that says yeah this is still important Mm -hmm. yeah especially when you know coming from a biology you know background study Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. to be able to see well you know, the body pays the toll probably in one way or another. And mm-hmm. also, you know, like you said, um, even like our long-term thinking or long-term ability to trust or believe or whatever it is, like mm-hmm. I could see how that could be um, n- uh, affected and maybe not see it right away. Right. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Some of my favorite um, doctors, we, we go to the doctor a lot for Jewel because she has some, some stuff that she deals with or whatever, but the way they talk about... Um, yeah, those things people give uh, prescription <laughs> drugs. <laughs> yeah. Man, wow. You uh, looked like you were dealing cards there for uh, a moment. I, mean, I wasn't. In some ways, they're like drug dealers, so I guess it's uh, appropriate. But no, they. T- I love the ones that I respect the most. They talk about it like, well, we've seen that when this mm. is done like this, it can have this effect. Sure. Yeah. And they don't. They're not like sure about everything mm-hmm. and like, oh yeah, this is what you take when you have this problem. They are more scientists and they're able to say, you know, we can only go by what we see. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen is it seems to have this good effect yeah. for people mm-hmm. in this situation that's similar to what she's in. Sure. Therefore, we can say with reasonable certainty it could be helpful. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it's like sure. yeah. they have a lot of disclaimers. What it's because they don't know and they know <laughs> they don't know. And the smartest yeah. doctors, right. the smartest scientists, actually are the most aware of how little they know Absolutely. and that was cool yeah. about again this podcast of this guy just saying how little we know and mm-hmm. um there's actually a quote from the wait but why blog post i wrote down by a guy named moran kerf he's a neuroscientist he said if the human brain were so simple that we could understand it we, we would be so simple that we couldn't yeah mm-hmm. i was like 
wow that's good <laughs> that's really yeah. good yeah um and yeah it's like every area of science we start to dip into and we get pretty far in every single area mm-hmm. it's like whoa <laughs> you mm-hmm. know it goes so much deeper and you know the world's renowned scientists in any given area will tell you the same thing sure which kind of ties back to what you're saying how great thou art yeah mm-hmm. this idea that like this creator mm-hmm. had the ability and and what's cool too is like with this stuff all this technology neuralink all this kind of stuff everything we've gained up to this point is a result because again we're all believers and we believe in mm-hmm. a higher power you know god and all mm-hmm. the creator and creationism um, is a result of him unlocking certain aspects and saying, okay, you can know this now, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And we like to think we're so smart and we figured <laughs> it out and we're, you know, like, but like, again, the smartest scientists go, no, we're not that smart. Mm-hmm. We're pretty right. dumb when it comes to this, but at least we figured <laughs> this sure, out, yeah. you know? We're scratching the surface in many cases yeah. is what you tended to yeah. hear. And even yeah. the areas that we feel like we, we've got that part on lockdowns, like we've discovered new things, like antidepressants. It's like, yeah, we've been mm-hmm. using these for 70 years. We think we know how, what they do. And apparently there's science mm-hmm. saying, maybe we don't quite know, <laughs> yep. you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's that's a pretty common theme, I would say, as, as our technology grows and we're able to see more about the effects of things. And, and I thought it was interesting, too, that uh, in that podcast, they definitely, the, the person they interviewed didn't even necessarily dare cross over, not dare, but didn't Mm -hmm. desire to cross over into the pharmaceutical aspects Mm -hmm. of what our brain, because he was just basically wanting to, he understood that there was enough complexity in what they were (laughs) trying Mm -hmm. to do with this, you know, electrical interface, if you will, that it's like, now we have, we don't, we don't deal with that technology here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? Like specialized kind yeah. of thing. Like th- this vein is deep enough and wide enough that I don't Exactly. Know. Cause they were specifically, I think it was related to neuroplasticity and like mm-hmm. their brain's yes. ability to change and say, um, like pharmaceuticals and psilocybin and stuff like that, um, has some pretty insane effects on our neuroplasticity and be able to, our minds to be able to change. It's like, have you guys considered that? Like, mm-hmm. what, what, what if you guys tackled that problem <laughs> yeah. too? He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yep. Like the ability that we can do that is so minuscule compared to these pharmaceuticals that we, it doesn't make sense for us to study that. We're just about figuring out when your brain thinks this thing does a signal fire and can we listen to that and then mm-hmm. therefore do something. He's like, that, that's, right. yeah. that's good enough. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that was pretty fascinating too. Cause again, you think it's just simple like that it's so typical. The less you know about a thing, the more simple you think it is. Sure. You know, and that's why it's so easy for, clickbait and all these things mm-hmm. it's like now i know exactly what i need to know about Neuralink because i read that headline <laughs> yeah know, or whatever and i think for me that aspect I, I i really like that imagery of the concert of the mind mm-hmm. you know to where it's just these little nuances you know the the piccolo the 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 flute mm-hmm. you know you know percussion all of that just being timed together mm-hmm. in our brain in such a way that all of that timing, and I think that's where the AI mm. part came into, mm. was this ability to take this sequences, this sequence of switches being turned on, turned mm-hmm. off, and being able to learn that in such a way that says, okay, when I create these electrical synopsis, these connections, that's in that order, that moves the cursor down into the left. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I think, and I think the part that uh, fascinated me as well, he never, um, he never said how many of the transmitters they had to put mm. in the brain, but it was like a, definitely a number, you know, from my, the way I heard it, that we're here, here, and here, mm. you know, to be able to create these things. And it just, it just, mm. it adds to what you were saying. I, I, until you shared, I never realized that this connected to this, like a flow chart. You know, you know, it's like I knew this area was responsible for Mm. hearing. This area was responsible for sight, you know, from a generalized aspect of the brain. Well, Yeah. And so much of a lot of the testing they're doing now in research is using GBC, which is global brain connectivity. And that's something that like they're using as a measure of health, shall we say, like, Mm. you know, in in studies of, you know, depression or whatever, like the, the person that has greater GBC from this specific area to this specific area is doing better than this person or, you know, vice mm. versa when there's this connectivity that is cut off, that is actually a sign of detriment towards that. And, you know, so mm. that's kind of interesting how, mm. how much even just like the connections and the fluidity of the brain is recognized in a very concrete, like they basically measure it in, there's a word, but basically, like, if you think about pixels, like Minecraft pixels of, like, mm-hmm. a, bra- a part of the brain, and you measure that thing and how well it connects to this one in a different part, like, that's that's a physical measurement they have mm-hmm. now of, like, that's cool. health and well-being. And, and I think that is a very, um, mm. as I was thinking as you're talking about the, the concert of just, like, so we have this kind of intimidating thought of, like, you know, Neuralink and brain control and that kind of stuff, but how much... God's not really intimidated by our questions and like how mm. we've learned, I've learned a lot about how science is a form of worship and like mm. God is just never threatened by mm. us. And mm. granted there are things that, you know, cross the line and are unethical and you know, that we just because you know, not everything that I can do, I should do, you know, Paul says that, mm-hmm. but how much of just our scientific advancement can mm. be seen as just like a worship. And here we are just, learning more about yeah. our creator and our God yeah. and how mm-hmm. he made us. And the guy's just really not threatened by our questions ever. Yeah. So, so yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about what you were talking about, the GBC, the you know global brain connectivity. We're also learning a lot about that. And I was thinking about, isn't, isn't that part of what, you know, well, years ago it was Sudoku, you mm-hmm. know, would help offset mm-hmm. Alzheimer's and supposedly, but isn't that kind of what you're talking about? We even know how this mm-hmm. is connected and we know that if we're doing these types of things, that may, and that may invariably help that connection mm-hmm. to increase. True. And I'm thinking yeah. about, you know, it's like, it's like developing your percussion section when you, yeah. <laughs> you know, focused most of your life mm-hmm. on, you know, the windwoods or whatever, yeah. you know, uh, the reeded instruments, yeah, or, you know, it's just, analogy. it's just yeah. kind of, and I think that's part of our, our tendency, you know, is to focus on the things that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think at times as humans, we get scared of developing these other parts. Cause yeah. it's like, what if I don't do that? Well, what if it doesn't sound right? Mm-hmm. What, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, to be able to mm-hmm. embrace that, you know, yes, you do that well. And I do that well, there's something else. Well, but I, I, it's all a part of my ability to worship when I'm even developing mm-hmm. parts that I'm uncomfortable with. Sure. And you think about even individuals that have lost a sense 
you know, mm. whether that's sight or sound or they have, we have a sensory cortex and it's actually interesting because it's, you can lay it out and you can give, you know, look at it and assign all the different like hands and feet and even, even all your skin receptors go have a place on the, on the brain. And, you know, of course mm. you have different senses, like your eyes and your ears are much bigger. Um, but when you lose one of those, like mm. the other ones creep into it. And so it's not just dead space. It's, oh, wow. it's now augmentation of mm. the other senses that, you know, are close by to it physically. Like you're physically, oh, wow. if you're, you know, if your mm. ear sense yeah. is closer to your, you know, eye sense and you're, you lose your eye sense, like your ears going to creep yeah. into it physically. Like those, those, you know, neurons are going to be taken over there as, as part of mm -hmm. neuroplasticity, that ability to right. grow greater connection yep. or mm -hmm. enhance. Wow. Yeah. Which it, it ties into like why a lot of times blind people's sense of hearing or, or whatever mm -hmm. can be enhanced Absolutely. compared yep. to, yeah, mm -hmm. which is fascinating. Cause again, it ties into like the brain's capability too is much greater than we currently use. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember sure. growing up, they always said we use 6% or 10% of our mm -hmm. brain, that something like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how accurate that is. I feel like that number's been changed since I then. Think, I, I don't like, think very accurate. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we use the whole brain. It's just yeah. that our brain is capable. Sure. Its capability is unknown. Mm -hmm. I think that's more accurate to say, but we use all of it. Like, right. I don't think, yeah. like you said, if you take a little chunk out, it's not like, well, you still got, you know, 90% that right. you, you can <laughs> lose and still have the same yeah. function. Eh, I don't think that's how it works. Sure. Um, and I liked your analogy with the, the concert too, mm -hmm. because um, going back to what Lizzie was saying about if you take out a part. So like if you remove the piccolo. Sure. Right. Don't remove the piccolo. I'm just saying the piccolo player got a cold and yeah, they, okay. they couldn't play today. You know, um, you might not notice today. Mm. You know, but if you listen to this piece, you know, every weekend and it's your favorite piece or whatever, eventually you really, you know, I really want that piccolo back, mm. right? Yeah. yeah. And it would it it has a part to play and it matters. Sure. You know, and the original intention mm. of the creator of that piece of uh, music or whatever said there needs to be a piccolo right here right yeah. and so without that part playing its part you mm. will see an impact you it will change things and again you may not notice it on the first mm -hmm. run or you know you might not be familiar with it or see its impacts but it does mm. play a part and i think I, that's mm -hmm. why i really like that analogy because i think it does tie into that too where um every part plays is mm. part of the the entire concert, right? And sure. Like, if you remove a part, it's not like, well, that we didn't need the piccolo player anyway. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, they're there for a reason. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. Mark wants to hear the piccolo. I do. I like the piccolo. <laughs> do you? Yeah. What does the piccolo sound like? It's a very high. It's that really high above the flute, you know, when you get oh. into that trilly, you know, sound that's way up top. Yeah. Interesting. It makes me think of uh, original Nintendo Mario Brothers 3. There's this... Yeah. Uh, very high fluty song yeah. in one of the parts. And I bet you it was Pickle. It could very well have been. <laughs> yeah. Lizzie used to play the flute. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. She can describe what it sounds like, maybe. Mm, I'm not going to try. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little awesome. how I see it pressure for you right, right there. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Mark, I'd like to hear you make a Piccolo sound. Uh, we'll pass on that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, it would be, I just don't know how to, other than like 
screech, almost screeching into the, you know, it's like, you know. We'll spare the listeners. I, yeah, I can hear it in my mind. I can hear it in the concert in my mind. There you go. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So don't yeah. remove the piccolo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're saying. It's that, that's one of the things we're saying. Yes. <laughs> that's my takeaway. <laughs> no. But. The other, any other, any other parts that just kind of came to either one of your minds from the, because for me, I'm just, I'll, I'll set it up. I shouldn't just throw that question out there like that. Mm-hmm. For me, listening to that podcast, it was interesting to see how it went from, it was a two hour podcast. Let's, mm-hmm. let's be honest. I, I struggled. Mark I struggled. A few times. <laughs> I, I, you know, especially in the beginning when it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I'll, I want to recognize that first, really, from my perspective, the first half hour to 45 minutes was about Neuralink and the brain connection. And then they kind of developed off and they went and talked about, you know, animals and treating animals kindly and, and research. And, you know, and it, it just to where really in that two hours, you know, 30, se- 30 minutes to 40 minutes was about. Mm-hmm. the connecting of the brain well once he figured out all you're doing is you know it's like all right what else can we do? <laughs> that's exactly it you know and so i was just curious if there was something else that either one of you kind of brought in or heard in that that just kind of created a thought in such a way that you really hadn't thought about i mean well, you know before i see lizzie's thinking no, I'm let's you go ahead. okay <laughs> Uh, one of the things he talked about had nothing to do with Neuralink, but this guy has this implant in his hand. Yeah. His RFID chip, mm-hmm. um, which I forget what that stands for. Radio frequency identification device. device yeah. Ooh. Nice job, job Mark. Dad. Uh, for someone who <laughs> he hates was technology. <laughs> I was awake at that time. <laughs> that was honestly that was honestly one of the things yeah, that, was- that I was interested to hear about. Yeah. Because uh, I'll be honest, I mean, a lot of what we do at How I See It. It's not that we know uh, this information, but there's passions involved, yeah. you know, interests. And I think we all have those. But mm-hmm. yes, back to the uh, RFID. Yeah, it's a, it, th- that was interesting. And it really has nothing to do with Neuralink, but they tied it in in some ways in the sense that, like, you're willing to do that to yourself. As a scientist, mm-hmm. would you be willing to do some Neuralink brain stuff? And he's mm-hmm. like, sure, if we get to that point. But right now, it doesn't make sense to try and do the things we're doing for me because I can move my limbs and type on a keyboard just sure. fine. Mm-hmm. So it'd be kind of setting that back. But if there was an opportunity to do something, you know, he would do it. But yeah, the RFID chip, he was basically saying it helped. It, it um, acts as his car key, it acts as a, mm-hmm. a key to his house. It, mm-hmm. He can store little bits of information on there, mm-hmm. um, like his uh, bit Bitcoin wallet key, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Passwords. Um, yeah, exactly. Pass passwords, yeah. yeah. Which um, I don't think the storage amount is enough for a real password storage. Uh, oh, really? Uh, mm. Yeah, I think I think the amount of storage is very small. Like, I think I think you'd be surprised um, in terms of like megabytes. I think it's probably megabyte or less. Like, I don't oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I could be wrong. No, that's okay. Probably wrong. But <laughs> that's that's part of your that's part of your wisdom there, Justin. You're willing to admit you may not yeah. know. 
um, just based on what I know of RFIDs. But um, that could obviously be changing, and they could be making enhancements in that. And I honestly didn't even know that was a thing until he talked about he had it. Oh, really? His implant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I knew. No, I didn't really know until I heard. Well, that. we've been like, chipping things for a long time. Yeah, like but just didn't know you'd put it in. Okay. Signals. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true. That, and I think in some yeah. cases, when I hear of chipping animals, it's like that becomes, from my perspective, based on your end times yes. analogies. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like okay, yeah. In some ways, we may not be far off right. from that technology. The ability to have, yeah. especially my yeah. identification. Yeah. Things that say that verify who I am yeah. and I no longer have to produce a, you know, yeah. driver's license or, yeah. you know. And again, <clears throat> the thing is, we already have that with our phones. It's just right. not. So this is, you know, <laughs> when we come to the theological conversation and um, the end times theology order, it get, I get very fuzzy on it. Like, mm. at what point does it become evil? Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said, there's parts of. Um, our phones that are, I would say it's nothing's inherently evil. It's, it's our amoral. humanity that, right. It's amoral and the, our humanity is what makes it evil. So, you know, when it comes to the mark of the beast, like well, where, mm-hmm. where does that line cross? Cause clearly mm-hmm. it's not a device on you that helps identify you and helps you pay for stuff. Cause we've been doing that for a while. You know, <laughs> sure. your phone can pay sure. for stuff. It can yeah. identify, mm-hmm. you can carry a picture of your license on your phone and use it for identification. And like, mm-hmm. it's, it's that we're there already. Sure. It just happens to be something we carry instead of that's, you know, yeah. in a, in a pocket under my skin, it's in a pocket on top of my mm-hmm. skin. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I do. And I, and I'll be honest with you. I think, you know, in some cases that is an awareness maybe that I bring into how I see it to the point of when we have these conversations, there's a part of me that is basically saying, I want to be heard saying, I don't know. Yeah. And I think, you know, in some Mm. ways technology is very advantageous. It is amoral. And yet yeah. there is there is going to be a line someday. Mm-hmm. And I think in some ways it, it can become like a lie. I, I just accept a little bit, a little yes. bit, a yep. little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, well, is that really a lie? You know, and I think I may carry the technology right now, but it's like, well, we're already doing this. What's a chip mm-hmm. underneath my skin? What's, you know, what's a, you know, that's the part where my mind goes in that conversation is yeah. like, same thing, probably more so is where is that line? Yes. And, yep. you know, and the fact that, you know, we're chipping animals, you know, for identification. So if they get lost, makes perfect sense mm-hmm. from a science mm-hmm. perspective to be able to find somebody. We're yeah. tracking people now, yeah. you know, with the yeah. phone, you yeah. know, it's just. Yeah. And uh, so I think yeah. that's where and I and I think, you know, there is this connection, if you will. And and here again, on my understanding is very limited. If we're able to go to a digital currency. You know, that all, of course, makes sense as we think about, you know, the dollar or, you know, currency, you know, that we put in our hands, cash, you know, those kind of things to be able to have this digital currency that everybody around the world uses, you know, and I can tell how much I have by this chip. And all I got to do is pass it under this reader. All that makes perfect sense. We already do do that. that, (laughs) Exactly. And that's where I'm at is like. You know, I can't where, tell you the last time I held a piece of paper to pay for something. 
I can't. Even, I honestly can't remember. It's all fake numbers that move from this thing to this thing to yeah. I know you got your your wad there. I'm, no, it's not wad. I'm just saying it's like I don't leave home without it. You know, as far as cash goes, type yeah. stuff. You know, but yeah. yeah, I and I. But that's the part that I think. Well, about. the question is when you say where's the line mm-hmm. is the question that we're probably asking is where's the line and are we gonna know it when we get yeah. to that's it, exactly right. right. Yeah. Yep. So yep. yeah, I think the Bible says that the words are that even the elect might be fooled mm-hmm. in something along those lines this idea that sure. it's it's so convincing that even the elect might be fooled but it it gives this to me pretty clear indication that they won't at least that's that's my my reading of it my mm. understanding of it and i trust that like i think yeah. ultimately i have to just go all right holy spirit you're inside me you'll mm-hmm. know when i'm mm-hmm. you'll you'll warn me and, yeah. and up until that line i don't yeah. like no one saying oh crap I pay with my phone. Dang it. I accepted the mark of the beast already. <laughs> yeah. I'm doomed. Yeah. We're not at that point. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to, I'm not, I guess I'm not too concerned about worrying about that line and no, slipping yeah. over it. I'm going to trust that it will be clear in me from a spiritual sense, like through the Holy Spirit, you know, right. when, mm-hmm. when that line is tripped And I think, I think it will be clearer than we think, but I think it will be easy hmm. for us to go, yeah, I can see why you're saying this would be a good idea for all of us, but I believe it's wrong 100%. Like, I have no doubt, and here's why, and I'll be yeah. able to point to. And that's where I want to I mean? be. I want to be responsible in what we're doing here and saying, I don't know. Yes. And you have to be able to decide that line for yourself. Yeah. This this information, this opportunity is out there, but whether that's what you need mm-hmm. to do, you know, it. I, just, I guess we're just conveying information yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely been a passion subject of mine to make science less scary, you know, Mm kind of like what you're saying, like it is an opportunity for worship because what's the primary um, job of scientists? It's observation, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's just watching a thing and seeing what it does and then testing a theory and now watching again. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now that I have a hypothesis, let's watch some more. Okay. That didn't work out. Let's come Mm -hmm. up with a new, all right, let's watch again and Mm -hmm. watch, 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 observe, observe. Mm -hmm. And like that is a synonym for worship really, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. observation. Um, It's the ability to take in and go, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, Mm -hmm. so I I definitely agree with that. So, you know, this whole Mm -hmm. Mark of the Beast thing, I think, for I've seen in the church I grew up in kind of some of that generation of fear of technology, mm. um, which translates into a fear of science. And I just, I, to me, that's a passion subject of mine. I don't think we have to be afraid of science. I believe that everything we're, we learn, he's given us. Mm-hmm. He's opened that door. He's, o- sure. he's turned the page for us, you know. Um, so I'm not afraid we're going to like turn a page. He's going, oh, you weren't supposed to see that <laughs> right, one. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think even, and here again, not from a fearful standpoint, but I think with the information, we have to be mindful of kind of the lie, if you will. Did God really say that? Mm. You follow me? Kind of that original lie. It's like, well, did he really say you couldn't do that? Yeah. You know, and I think that's where it comes back to each person having that relationship and accountability, you know ultimately with God, regardless of what a culture may do. So, or what you and I say very much. So yeah, yeah. Which is what, kind of what you're saying. Yeah. Like, did, and, uh, back to that other quite, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Justin, if you're, nope. but, um, did you have any other thoughts that came out of the podcast? 
or even your notebook for that matter. <laughs> yeah, my trusty neuroscience notes here. <laughs> That's um, thick. <laughs> it is, a whole semester's worth. Um, not necessarily just from the podcast. I would say some of the conversations I've had recently surrounding like ethics and um, just like what does it mean to mm. augment or enhance um, in a way that doesn't the whole question of like what is what does it mean to to be better and to do things better and to mm. advance as humanity um because mm. i think we need to be careful of not belittling or saying that someone's current state is less than mm. because of mm. something that they have so i you know i haven't talked about this i haven't talked about the neurolink you know neuroscience side of things in my classes but we've also talked about like like genetics and like how okay, if we're going to, we're going to do genetic enhancement kind of stuff, like, is that saying that someone's current genetics aren't good enough or is yeah. that actually mm-hmm. being helpful? And so it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not making an opinion statement. I'm just saying that this is something that is a, it's a worthy question to ask of mm. what is the purpose? And I, I, I would say in my opinion, there is a good purpose to a lot of what's happening in that, you know, that's, it is a natural progression of science and, and just advancement, but also, not saying that someone's lived experience with mm. something that it's like a, a hardship in their life is not, you know, worthy of, is less than, or is, sure. you know, something. so we think about someone with like Down syndrome mm-hmm. that yeah. has the genetic, you know, that has genetic mm. um, uh, condition. Okay. And, you know, there's countries that have eliminated yeah. that, you know, that condition. Mm. Um, and, you know, maybe you're not saying that, neuro, that the mm. neuroscience stuff is there yet or thinking about that and it is more for help than hurt. But mm. so what other people, other people would say that too about yeah. different genetic things. And so just ma- just asking the question of like, what does it mean to enhance mm. or be better or advance yeah. um, in a way that doesn't say that the current state is less mm. than. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, we so. briefly mentioned the thing about Down syndrome in past episodes and mm. this idea that like, if you could choose, you know, if you could know mm-hmm. and then choose, no, I don't want my baby to have Down syndrome, fix that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think unanimously mm. every parent would say, of course, we want to fix that. And yet, you know, we've talked about um, parents who have kids with mm-hmm. Down syndrome and the beauty that mm-hmm. comes as a result Absolutely. of that that situation in their life. And um, I, I can tell you that... So, many of the Down syndrome parents that I know would say, no, I would not change that about them. Mm -hmm. That is part of what, how God made them. And that's beautiful Mm -hmm. because of all these reasons. And yeah, so I I think that's a good point. And yeah, that's, it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's the beauty of our creator, right? Sure. In that he can, um, you know, it's, it's the work of redemption in our creator where he can take something that's bad and turn it to good. Sure. Mm-hmm. And when we, rem- you know, the, kind of go into that idea of trying to remove all the bad, um, I think limits some of the opportunities or, or visibility mm-hmm. into his ability to redeem things. Sure. Um, but yeah, to whether, if there was a, a marker that you could say, uh, you know, I know that this baby's going to have Down syndrome unless you do X. And right. 
something non-invasive or whatever, you know, obviously not, certainly not abortion, which is, I think, I think, I think when you say some countries yeah. or whatever, yeah, that's yeah. what they mm-hmm. do. Hey, mm-hmm. do you want it to take care of this situation? Yeah. Yes, please take care of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. And it's abortion. Uh, but if there was a way to say, you know, use that thing and it will fix the chromosome or, right. you know, the genes or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ethically, yeah. is that okay? I mean, I think yes. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But is it? Your, <laughs> you your, your piccolo player yeah. comes to mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, when we miss out, I think on that, we're missing the, the pickle, piccolo player is no longer available. Mm-hmm. That helps us see things or hear things differently, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, without that diversity mm-hmm. of valuing who people are the way they are mm-hmm. type thing. And mm-hmm. and granted, like you say, if there's a way that a person mm-hmm. could be, well, but I still think about it in the context of difficult situations. In some ways, if we could remove all the difficult situations in our lives, would we? Well. And I'm, go ahead, challenge. I think we've attempted to do that for the duration of our existence and we've uh-huh. done a pretty good job. We've come really far mm-hmm. about removing difficulties mm-hmm. to the point where life's pretty convenient. I have air conditioning. I mm-hmm. sit at a desk and work and that's what I do for a job. Like mm-hmm. I don't have to go out in a field, mm-hmm. or remove rocks from a field, like, you know, and even farmers, right. They mm-hmm. have machinery, you know, whatever mm-hmm. we've done that. Mm-hmm. And yet our existence is still painful. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think we can r- remove pain and sin and all these things like you just you just can't because sin is the the true problem there and like we've talked about this before but like as our culture moves forward we're seeing other maladies replace Mm -hmm. other you know previous maladies so now depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. are at you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. insane levels because like all i'm left to do is consider the existential aspects of my life you know versus like i don't have time to think about that i gotta go out in the field and remove the rocks Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean yeah um, so I, I think there's that limitation that will always exist in mm-hmm. that, that we have a sinful human mm-hmm. nature that will always exist no matter how much you remove the diff- difficult parts. We'll find ways, you know, mm-hmm. it will leak back in in a different way. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, so even if we remove the piccolo player of Down syndrome or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I think it's silly to think that, well, there won't be, you know, another thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Anything else, Lizzie, that comes to mind? I don't think so. No? no. I was also, I, from the from the podcast, I was also thinking about, too, um, they talked about brain atrophy, how to have brain health. Mm. I thought that was a, I thought that was a good thing, you know, and they did talk about the aspect of there is a definite ratio, and here again, I'm not, you know, bashing alcohol, but, mm. you know, they, oh, yeah. they definitely talked about how there is a direct correlation, the way I heard it, between the amount of, you know, brain atrophy yeah. that occurs between a person who does not drink at all and a person who mm-hmm. has one drink a week. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's definitely a correlation and atrophy, you know, our brain shrinkage. And he was talking about, you know, alcoholics that would have a brain basically the size of a walnut, mm-hmm. yeah, if you will. And it's just, you know, that's, that's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. being mindful of how we worship God by, you know, the ability to take care of what he has given us, not mm-hmm. that, you know, our bodies become God, mm-hmm. you know, but I think, you know, that was, that was another thing that I took away. It's like, okay, yeah, there's some things that I can do that I do do 
that uh, affect my brain health and the ability to recognize that in such a way that says, okay, yeah, how am I stewarding what I have been given? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of a, yeah. just, just a good, nice, uh, you know, a neat eye opener. And of course, you know, he mentioned, uh, you know, pharmaceutics and so forth too, and, you know, different ones that, you know, alter brain ability, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I thought it was just interesting to be able to think mm-hmm. about that. How do we, how do we take care mm-hmm. of our brains as in, in this, in this uh, brain? Yeah. Segment. And, yeah, being involved in Celebrate Recovery for so many years, like I've certainly heard mm-hmm. a bajillion stories of people who have no no right to be thinking. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like like you said, the walnut brain yeah. thing, like uh, just the amount of chemicals that their body endured, mm-hmm. whether it was drugs or alcohol. Um, to me, it's also amazing. It kind of again, it comes back to the incredible nature of our, our Creator and His ability to redeem, right? Mm-hmm. And to mm-hmm. where someone who has no business being able to even use their brain the way they mm-hmm. abused it is now, you know, standing in front of you in an very intellectually sharing their story, mm-hmm. and like you just see how God. Mm-hmm. Our brain is not the sum of the chemicals, right? It's mm-hmm. not a, sure. the sum of the atoms. There's also something beyond it. There's the spirit and the soul that we we're kind of mm-hmm. talking about that um, tie in. And we we don't quite know how mm-hmm. it all works. But mm-hmm. what I do know is some of the smartest people I know are people who are recovering alcoholics and drug mm-hmm. addicts. And just like, it's almost like the out of the mouth of babes thing. They have a clarity, I think, sometimes mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. it's like, because of my normal functioning brain that hasn't been abused by drugs or whatever, like, you know, there's some clouds maybe mm-hmm. where, you know, I don't know. I it's just, I guess the point being um, kind of number one, agreeing with you. And I think it's important to steward our brains, but also recognizing like how God can redeem mm-hmm. even when we've abused you know, our brains. It's almost like he knew we were going to mess up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made yeah. allowance. Yeah. <laughs> Made allowance for our yeah. ability. Yeah. It's just grace, right? Like, and that's not true of every person mm-hmm. who's true. abused their bo- brains with drugs and alcohol. Like some come out scathed, right? Sure. <laughs> not unscathed. Like they are clearly, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's the, they're missing the piccolo player and the drums and the flute <laughs> and whatever. And yet again, that's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But they play the cl- clarinet very That's right. well. That's right. That's, That's right. right. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Anything else? Uh, no. Well, that being said, Lizzie, thank you for your time. Yes, thank, thank you. you. It's Glad been a pleasure. Be it's been a pleasure to have you. Yeah. If you want, we can read through that folder there. We'll That's be here okay. another couple hours. <laughs> That's all right. And and uh, to be fair, to be honest with you, Justin, thanks for the uh, recommendation of the that podcast. While it was two hours, and that was plenty I long, I figured you needed a little bit of a nap. So, well, you know, I I can come by those honestly. <laughs> he called but, John to figure out how to put it on one and a half times. No, I texted him. I texted him. Yeah. It's, like, cause it's I, useful when you got a two hour. Yeah, but then I had to download an app, and it's like so. I ended up just oh, listening really? to the link that you sent through the internet so gotcha. i wasn't able to speed it up so i think that would have been a that would have been helpful yeah it had that it had yeah. that fast forward 10 seconds though for, see, okay, for the commercials are killer yeah you know yeah. it's like oh man you yeah. get listening all of a sudden and that's that's why i'm saying we can't do commercials we you know i don't want to get okay. to that point that's but right. i understand they're making the big bucks on that podcast that's so right. they gotta that's have right. endorse those products yeah. and we make we make a lot of money too 
Yes. Zero. Yes. Zero dollars. <laughs> Zero dollars. Yeah. Yes. But that being said, that's how I see it. Hey, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like how I see it, please do all the things that podcasts tell you to do. Subscribe, rate, review, follow us, uh, and or talk nicely about us on social media. If you want to reach out, the email is us at howiseeit.click. Yep, I said dot click, as in dot C-L-I-C-K. Please tell your friends about this show, and we'll see you on the next one.